This is Sunday night's main event. What do you guys want to talk about? On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. I'm better than you. Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme. We're too wild. We're too out of control. We're too full of our own. I take pride in calling a stooge a stooge, you stooge. Yeah. Acknowledge me. It's Sunday. And you know what that means. I'm Boris Roberto Aguilar welcoming you to Canada's Premier Wrestling Radio Show Sunday night's main event powered by Podstars. Get ready to take your podcasting career to the next level with Podstars. Podstars is a talented and passionate community that will give you the opportunity to interview top professionals from a variety of industries where they will share their insights and experiences with your audience. Plus, everyone's going to have access to the exclusive celebrity catalog featuring some of the best in the business, both new and established. The best part is that it's free to join. And as a member of Podstars, you can choose from the catalog of celebrities to interview on your podcast. And if you're interested and for an additional fee of only $8.99 per month, you can upgrade to the community plan, which is a gives you a completely different and exciting catalog full of some of the best experts and professionals in their very fields today and the best part is that you get access to the entire podstars universe it's a great way to invest in your podcast as they're going to save time and money by being able to book guests from one platform with an expansive catalog that is constantly being added to so why wait join triple w podstars.net now and start exploring all that they have to offer you're not going to want to miss out on this amazing opportunity to elevate your podcasting career and be part of the exciting community so all you need to do is go to www.podstars.net that's podstars with a z or a z at the end depending on where you live this show is always free across the country on tsn radio and the iHeartRadio radio news talk networks and through several affiliate stations across this beautiful land you can also find us on podcast form and all you need to do is go to your favorite podcasting app and search for sunday night's main event you can also find us on all of the social medias under the at snme radio username and if you want to listen to the entire Motley crew and cast of characters this podcast network has to offer and join the family. And just remember that on February 1st, we are relaunching the entire patron experience with some patron exclusives. And that may include some gifts at the end of the year, depending on what tier you are. We're going to be doing more contests. And really, I just want to have more fun and give back to you the listeners especially if you are part of the family and to join the family all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash snme radio what a week it's been in pro wrestling really wwe has been the focal point of the week with the netflix deal with law uh, with accusations and lawsuits it's been we've really seen the highs and the lows of pro wrestling but that doesn't leave aew out because we will be chatting some aew especially as it pertains to who we think will be facing samoa joe also we're going to be getting more reaction from last night's royal rumble who is going to be facing seth rollins will it be cm punk or will it be somebody else you're going to find out later on on the snme roundtable as i am joined by the host of steve swift rambling reviews the man himself steve swift we're also going to be joined by my tag team partner each and every single week on all elite geekly which reviews 
AEW Dynamite. That is Thag Xavier Josiah. And joining me as well are the Smack Daddies, Father Greg Faltham himself and Brad the Dad McKinnon. And I want to ask Brad about how he feels about watching WWE, the product, after this week's accusations and how he goes about it as a dad. We have so much to get to this week. And I know that I was saying that Chris Van Vliet was going to join us this week, but unfortunately he got tied up with business in Tampa Bay as he did attend the Rumble. If, and as you saw, if you watched the press conference. So unfortunately he won't be able to join us today. But I have a jam-packed Joe for you because we're also going to be chatting the business side of pro wrestling with an instructor from the Schulich School of Business and a personal friend of mine, VJ Sutler. As I mentioned, we have such a jam-packed show. So without further ado, let's get to the news of the week. I'm afraid I've got some news. In a normal week, this next piece of news would have probably completely dominated all the headlines, but that just wasn't the case this week. And that's in stunning news. Before the stock markets opened on Tuesday, WWE announced the new home for Monday Night Raw. And that is Netflix. WWE Raw is coming to Netflix starting in January 2025. Netflix will exclusively stream WWE Raw in the US, Canada, UK, and Latin America every single week all year long. This certainly does raise a lot of questions. So let me clarify a few things. Netflix is going to be the exclusive home of WWE Raw in the USA. In Canada and outside of the USA, the entire WWE catalog that was previously on the network is going to be going to Netflix in January of 2025 and if you want to watch NXT, Raw, Smackdown or any of their specials Netflix is the place to go if you're in the USA Raw is the home for or sorry, Netflix is the home for Raw and once the deal with Peacock is done in 2026, Netflix will turn into your home for all of WWE programming so if you're in Canada those of you listening on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks starting January 2025, all you need to do is have a Netflix account and you get the entire WWE experience, including Raw, SmackDown, NXT, PLEs, and the entire catalog that used to be on the network. What a time it is. This Netflix deal, as Brandon Thurston reported, can last up to 20 years because Netflix does have an out after five years but they also have an extension clause that can extend the deal for up to an additional 10 years this entire deal is worth five billion dollars and it's crazy to think that between raw smackdown and nxt each and every single year wwe is going to be making over 800 million dollars just on tv rights one has to question and wonder what is the future of AEW and whether this is some leverage for Tony Khan as he negotiates with WB Discovery. WWE also announced Tuesday that it's reached a deal with Dwayne The Rock Johnson that will give the star rights to his nickname, The Rock. Johnson will also join the board of directors of TKO Group. Speaking on CNBC, Johnson did not discuss the financial value of legally owning the rights to The Rock name with WWE, but said that it means a lot to him personally. I owe that name everything, Johnson said. Without that name, there'd be no wrestling career, there'd be no Hollywood career. So from the good to the 
bad. And really, this is more the ugly. A lawsuit was filed on Thursday in a Connecticut court accusing the WWE, Vince McMahon, and John Laurinaitis of a number of charges, including sex trafficking. Filed on behalf of ex-WWE employee Miss Janelle Grant by Ann Callis of the Holland Law Firm, the suit claims the accused parties participated in sex trafficking as well as sexual and emotional abuse against Grant for years. The complaint accuses McMahon of subjecting her to extreme cruelty and degradation that caused her to become numb to reality to survive the horrific encounters. According to Grant, McMahon warned her to keep their closeness a secret, and while he protects loyal people, he had world-class legal resources on speed dial to deal with people who became a problem. McMahon pushed Ms. Grant for physical for a physical relationship in return for long-promised job at WWE. I'm not going to get into detail, but you can read the entire suit online, and it is very disturbing to say the least. With all of the news coming out, on Friday afternoon, Slim Jim paused their sponsorship of the Royal Rumble event this past weekend, and later on, they resumed their sponsorship as it was announced that Vince McMahon resigned as the executive chairman of TK Holdings, the parent company of WWE, and effective immediately will have no role in either company. The announcement comes days after details of a lawsuit against McMahon became public, with allegations that McMahon abused and sexually assaulted Janelle Grant, a former former employee of WWE and trafficked her to other company executives and superstars. The hit series Dark Side of the Ring returns on March 5th at 10 p.m. on Vice TV. Vice has announced that there will be 10 episodes covering a wide range of wrestling's infamous and famous personalities. Here's a list of episode topics for this season. Chris Adams, Sensational Sherry, Terry Gordy, Black Saturday, Chris Colt, The Sandman, Earthquake, Harley Race, Buff Bagwell and Brutus Beefcase. The series will resume on March 5th at 10 p.m. PW Insider is reporting that Kevin Patrick has been let go by WWE. Earlier this week, Patrick was relieved of his SmackDown announcing duties by WWE. Reporting on the news, the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer said, I'm not surprised. Corey Grace has been totally carrying the SmackDown announcing. I don't know who they'll bring in. Could be Vic Joseph. Recently, Michael Cole was moved back to Raw with Wade Barrett, leaving Patrick and Graves as the official SmackDown announced team as the WWE has went back to having a two-man commentary booth on both shows. Patrick has also worked for Fox Sports, Apple TV Plus, and CNN World Sports as a commentator in the past. He started working for the WWE in 2021, beginning on Raw and then moving to SmackDown. I hope Kevin Patrick nothing but the best. And let me tell you, from personal experience of seeing his work on Apple TV+, he is great at what he does, and he was underutilized and used incorrectly at WWE. But that's just my take. If you missed TNA Impact this past Thursday, it was announced via a promo that Mustafa Ali is going to TNA Wrestling. They aired a promo for Ali this past Thursday. The WWE has announced that NXT Battleground will originate from the End Market Arena in Savannah, Georgia on Sunday, May the 26th. Word is Braun Breaker was the substitute for Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble last night. 
We're going to be taking a short break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And when we come back from break, I'm going to be chatting the business side of the week that was for WWE and how this can benefit AEW as I am joined by instructor from the Schulich School of Business here in Toronto, my good friend VJ Sutler. So you're not going to want to miss this chat because I always love chatting the business side of wrestling. So we're going to take a short break. And remember, you're listening to Sunday night's main event. From pillar to post and coast to coast, this is Sunday night's main event. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Hey, did you know that Saturday, February 24th, Destiny World Wrestling returns to Oshawa and the Children's Arena for Destiny's Wreck? Is that the event featuring the indie god himself, Matt Cardona? You bet it is. I heard he's not going to be there alone. I heard Steph Delander showing up. I heard Fighter Flight is showing up. Vanna Black, Tara Zep, Lince Dorado, and a whole bunch more. Man, you better get your tickets now. They're on sale at www.destinywrestling.ca. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And welcome back to Sunday night's main event here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And what a week it has been for WWE in particular. We've seen some of the highest of highs and for sure some of the lowest of the lows. And we're going to be chatting things from a different perspective. We're going to be looking at things from the business perspective. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to bring a good friend of mine and instructor at the Schulich School of Business, VJ Sutler. VJ, thank you so much for joining me on the show again. Thanks a lot, Boris. It's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, like I said right off the top, right? Like it has been quite the week if you follow the business side of pro wrestling. And like I said, you know, mm. we've seen both the good and the bad, the light and the dark of professional wrestling all this week. But I really want to focus on the business side of things because at the end of the day, with TKO, with WWE being a public company, that is of interest to us. So let's walk through the week. Tuesday morning. A lot of people are waking up, and it was announced that WWE and Netflix have signed a 10-year, $5 billion contract that would make it the exclusive home of WWE Raw in the USA. So we'll talk about the rest of the Netflix deal in a second. So just your opinion on that alone. Yeah, I mean, it came as a, as a surprise to me, uh, but at the same time, uh, it's not really that much of a surprise because Netflix is looking for for content. Uh, there are a lot of streaming services out on the market, whether it's Apple TV Plus or Paramount or Peacock uh, and so on and so on. And all of these streaming services are fighting for subscribers. And uh, how they get subscribers uh, largely depends on the kind of content they show. And for Netflix, this is a great opportunity to not only bring aboard new content, which can mean new subscribers, but also hopefully for them uh, retaining uh, some of their sponsors so that they don't uh, have as high a churn rate, which is basically 
people defecting from the service. So uh, everyone's out for content and WWE provides great storytelling content. And that's why Netflix jumped at this opportunity. Exactly. Do you think that, you know, with with WWE, you know, right now it, on regular cable, is there a possibility? And this is a question that kept arising last year when people were talking about where is Raw and where is WWE going to end up? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, yeah. a lot of people were kind of against them going the streaming route, not so much because that's not where they wanted it, but because of the ad revenue that they would get from being on regular TV. Does this affect the ad revenue at all moving forward? Well, what it does is it um, it allows for Netflix to kind of restructure their uh, their monetization uh, scheme. So, you know, they're looking at right now getting rid of the uh, uh, get, getting rid of the ad free model, and from that standpoint, uh, uh, that way making people people uh, pay for uh, pay for the service that has ads in it. So, I mean, it's better for them, and and with WWE and the audience that it brings on the service, you know, now they can they can generate more from from advertisers. So. From that that standpoint, bringing content like WWE Raw will help them keep and focus more on that ad supported platform rather than uh, offering that 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 tier that allows for people to watch without any without any ads. So uh, really, the the advertising revenue is important along with the the subscriber uh, subscriber revenue. So that's where we're kind of seeing these services going is is tr- is going more towards just ensuring that 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 payments are made. And we're kind of seeing a new model right now, I think, being created on the fly, right, with the whole ad revenue question, Um, because, like I said, right, like, I think a major part of WWE's business is with that ad revenue. But when you take a look on the surface of things, they're making $500 a year from Netflix Mm -hmm. alone. That is not pennies, to say the least. And there's still a lot of questions to be asked, right? Like, how are commercials going to fit in? How long are the shows going to be? When and what night is the Raw going to even be on? There's still a lot of time to figure all of these things out. just about a year but one thing that we do know is that as of 2026 once the peacock deal is done netflix in the usa will be the exclusive home to wwe because well in 2025 netflix here in canada will be the exclusive home of all wwe programming that includes raw smackdown nxt and ple's Mm -hmm. yeah no definitely i mean it's I mean, it's interesting uh, when you have uh, Raw and then you know SmackDown as well. Like it's it's just, it's great for the for the streaming services that are able to get that content because again, uh, you know content is is what is is king. So oftentimes in the industry, you say content is king, distribution is queen. And in this particular case, given the the huge subscriber base of Netflix, it's a great opportunity for WWE to get their their, their content in front of a global audience, uh, an audience that's been that's a lot much larger than Peacock and. And and some of the other cable ser- TV services, and also one that's global. And glo- and WWE, as we're seeing, is is becoming an increasingly more global product with pay per view events in, in in various countries. You know, coming up in France, and then sorry, in Australia, then France, and so on. Uh, ultimately, in India. So there's there's a lot of opportunity to grow globally as Netflix uh, grows as well, and take advantage of that. And they're going to grow as long as Netflix grows and they have that distribution. So that's something that they don't even have to think about. Something reported by Brandon Mm -hmm. Thurston that I found very interesting was this Netflix deal is built in such a way that Netflix has an out within five years of the contract. But they also have a built-in extension that could be for up to 10 additional years. So this deal with Netflix can last anywhere from five 10 to 20 years. That's a landmark TV deal for one company. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. And it, and it kind of comes off the heels of what uh, major league soccer did with Apple TV plus and kind of going with, uh, with the streaming service as the main, uh, uh, distribution platform rather than your, you know, your regular t- uh, cable TV. But, it, but it's interesting when I first heard the news, I kind of lamented the fact that I, I personally don't have a Netflix, uh, uh, account and and not that I was holding out necessarily, but I'm so used to watching it on on cable TV that now I'm really struggling with whether I need to subscribe to Netflix. But beyond WWE Raw, I, I don't know. I don't watch anything else on that service. So it, it creates if you're if you're already a Netflix subscriber, that's great because it just adds to to the the offering that you're getting and it and it kind of validates why you made that purchase in the first place. But if you're someone like me who doesn't have subscriptions to any streaming services. It, it really creates a, a bit of a quandary because it increases uh, it increases my media bill, you could say. And uh, um, will they even lose potentially some some viewers who don't want to uh, pay that fourteen ninety nine or whatever it is for that streaming service? Because you know times are tight right now and discretionary income is is limited. Times are tight indeed, but also let's take a look at the generational gap. My parents, for example, don't watch MLS anymore. They don't watch TFC here in Toronto anymore because they mm-hmm. can't watch it on TSN. Yeah, there are a few games, but they can't keep up the way that they used to. They used to watch yeah. everything TFC related, but they can't anymore because they don't know how to use Apple TV Plus. That's a legitimate (laughs) issue that we have to Mm -hmm. think about as well. So, do you think that there's a plan kind of like for Netflix and WWE to like create these how to's to create something easier for people to subscribe and use their platform? You'd like to, you'd like to think so, but at the same time, many organizations in sports, you know, when you know, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, and so on. They're really prioritizing the Generation Z and Generation Alpha consumer, and and those demographic groups have grown up with technology. They don't need any how-to guides, and and as much as we may not like the fact that they focus uh, so much on those groups, you know they're the future. They're the future consumer. They're going to have more disposable income uh, as the years go on, and and those are the consumers that are going to be around a lot longer uh, for these these leagues and these properties. So uh, I don't know if there will be any how-to guides. It'd be great if there were, but uh, I, I don't see that happening, unfortunately. Also on Tuesday afternoon, we learned that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is joining the TKO Board of Directors and getting ownership of The Rock name. This is major news because mm-hmm, oftentimes yeah. people don't realize that, you know, a board of directors, your board needs to be consistent of people within the company and outside of the company. And having someone as influential as The Rock, both by name and in the entertainment industry, in the sports industry, and just as a wrestler, uh, you know, this is a huge grab for TKO. Yeah, no, definitely it is. Uh, I mean, just uh, from the from the know-how, from working in working in wrestling, obviously, and also just being in Hollywood and kind of knowing what 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 it's like there to operate in that environment. Like he can bring all that intelligence and and insight into into this important position, and especially with this new company that's being created with the merger of, of the two organizations, uh, you want to have the right people uh, in place who can make decisions, who are successful at, at business and, and who basically know the business and, and, and rock definitely knows the business. And also he can bring his, his own followers. Uh, he has a large social media following. He can bring the people that watch him from a movie standpoint, maybe to these, these products, you know, the WWE and the UFC. So, you know, having somebody with a lot of social capital, as we call it, uh, and who can leverage that social capital to grow the businesses that they're a part of is real advantageous for for TKO. Yep. And like I mentioned, from the highs to the lows, and some of the lowest of the lows happened earlier this week as an ex-employee accused Vince McMahon, John Laredes, of abuse and sex trafficking in a lawsuit filed in Connecticut on Thursday afternoon. 
taking a look at this just from a business perspective, you know, mm -hmm. I bet you people were scrambling because there is a possibility, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that there could be mm -hmm. outs yeah. for Netflix at this point in time. Yeah, that def absolutely. Uh, I mean, a lot of brands, when they sponsor uh, either a league or a, an event or even an athlete as a part of, say, like an endorsement deal, there's often what you call morals clauses. And these morals clauses kind of kick in if some type of transgression occurs, you know, maybe, you know, either somebody says something or some action takes place. And, and those, when, when those clauses kick in, a sponsor could easily walk away from a, from a deal. And in this case, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if any of those morals clauses exist with any of the current sponsors that WWE has. Uh, and if, uh, and if there, if those do exist, then maybe we could see some brands exercise, uh, exercise those, those outs. But at the same time, a lot of these brands, they don't, quickly make decisions. They actually want to see what the WWE does to respond to these, these accusations and these, these allegations. And if the action is either slow or it's not sufficient or not acceptable, then you will see brands maybe taking action, but they don't want to just quickly get out when they put so much time and investment to come in and, 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 and be a part of the product and engage around it. So it'll be interesting to, to see, uh, see what happens, but definitely it's not a good look You know, for, for the last few years, WWE has been trying to get a lot of family oriented brands, uh, to uh, to be a part of uh, of the sponsor family, and those brands are not going to tolerate this kind of uh, this kind of news and these kinds of allegations. It's just completely uh, antithetical to what they're all about. One brand that quickly moved was Slim Jim, who was actually part of the uh, the, the the sponsorship of Royal Rumble this past weekend. Mm -hmm. They quickly paused their sponsorship with. TKO and WWE in particular and it seemed like they were in a wait and see position because on Friday evening very quickly Vince McMahon announced that he was going to be leaving the TK board and have essentially nothing to do with the company uh, landmark in the sense of this is the first time in ever that no McMahon has been involved in WWE in some shape way or form and then Slim Jim you know they just reset hit that you know hit the play on the sponsorship deal so that just goes to show you the power of sponsors to have an effect on these major companies definitely and also uh, you know what happens when you remove sort of the source of the issue in this case uh you know vince mcmahon because nobody else is really is committing any kind of these kinds of uh, uh incidents or being accused of anything like this and and, and he, he himself saw you know that he's probably the cause of a lot of this and he doesn't want uh, the value of the company to go down so by him removing himself, you know, he's doing the right thing for the business. And and it just shows that that he's sort of the, you know, he's sort of the the, the linchpin when it comes to a lot of the, the these negative issues that have been uh, been occurring uh, when they do arise. Yep. So over the next few weeks, what do you predict is going to be happening, uh, you know, with these accusations on the table, with the sponsorship deal, with the Netflix deal? Do you foresee any more movement in the TK board in WWE? Uh, I, I definitely see brands looking at what happens with the company to see how the company responds to uh, to these allegations and uh, and does it do anything in terms of actions to 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 address the situation? Even even if they're just allegations, it's important to act and 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 to put things in place to either prevent this kind of thing from happening again or uh, or or just showing contrition of some sort. So, you know. If 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 the company just you know if the company just counters these these allegations and doesn't really show any kind of desire to to try to create a more a more amenable family friendly type of environment in the company, then yeah, I could see brands not being satisfied with that. But as long as WWE and TKO are, are in general are, are are doing things to 
to right the ship, so to speak, to, to create a more positive environment, then I don't see brands, you know, acting irrationally and making a rash decision to, to leave. So there's going to be a lot of wait and see that goes on, but there has to be definitely be action on the WWE TKO side to, to placate these sponsors because their revenue is really important, uh, especially now as you plan to expand and, and incur more costs, you need to offset those costs with revenue and uh, sponsor revenue is really important. We're going to flip the page real fast and take a look at everything that's happened to WWE this week, especially that Netflix deal as AEW isn't in negotiations with WB discovery Seeing this Netflix deal, seeing what is possible, this could only be a positive for Tony Khan and AEW. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely something that they they probably took notice of, and uh, and it'll help maybe create some leverage for them uh, in their negotiations uh, with Warner Brothers Discovery and uh, and and perhaps some other uh, potential broadcast suitors that uh, that they're hoping to get. And and you know, it's all about again, it's all about exposure, it's all about distribution. And making sure they get the right deal is really, really important. Whether that's a combination of streaming and more traditional cable distribution, or if it's just if they want to stay on the cable side or go completely on the on the streaming side, I mean, it, it's really up to them and what they what they want to achieve as a business and and where they hope to be in like five to ten years. But definitely, just given the the growing growing Gen Z, Gen Alpha demographics and size, uh, I mean, a lot of leagues are are making a preemptive bet that. Streaming is, is is the way of the future. So either deals are going to be entirely streaming or, or a hybrid of streaming and, and cable distribution. Something that really hasn't been talked about and something that I'm curious as I'm a tech head is whether Netflix <laughs> can even support WWE on their platform. We've seen some of their live programming just be completely fumbled yeah. because of traffic and whatnot. But you know what? They have almost a year to figure that out. And VJ, as always, thank you so much. We'll have you back at the quarter result time to talk some more business and professional wrestling. So VJ Sutler, thank you so much for joining us and we'll chat very soon. Great. Thanks for having me, Boris. Take care. We're going to be taking a short break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And when we come back, we are going to be joined by the SNME Roundtable and chat the week that was pro wrestling. So you're not going to miss out on that. And you're listening to Sunday night's main event. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday night's main event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. Are you in the market for a used vehicle for your family or business? North Toronto Auction hosts public auctions twice a month and everyone's invited. Hundreds of cars, trucks, SUVs, commercial vehicles, and heavy equipment are available. Plus, travel trailers, motorcycles, snowmobiles, ATVs, and more. View the entire selection at NorthTorontoAuction.com. Bid online or bid in person. Bid on items from government agencies, financial companies, fleet managers, car dealers, and public insiders. For more information, visit us online at NorthTorontoAuction.com. This is Sunday night's main event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And we are back here on Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And it is that time of the week 
We're just like the Avengers, like just like the Justice League. I gather hosts from around the network, and we chat the week that was, the week that will be pro wrestling. And like I mentioned earlier in the show, we have seen the highs and the lows, the good and the bad of wrestling all in one week. But, you know, we're going to use that Joe Aguinaldo positivity, and we're going to really try to focus on the good and we'll see what happens. All right, so joining me this week on the S Enemy Roundtable, he is the host of Steve Swift's Ramblin' Reviews as he talks about NXT each and every single week, and even Portland for now. He is Steve Swift. Steve, thanks for coming on. Good evening, gentlemen. How nice to see you. Uh, I'm looking forward to having my bath later on, but obviously I, I've delayed it because I want to speak to you good people too. Excellent, excellent. The fabulous listeners all over TSN and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. Also joining me on the line, he is my co-host each and every single week for All Elite Geekly. He is Dex Xavier Josiah. Dax, how's it going? It is very milestone right now. <laughs> as dim as it is here, dim and damp as it is here in Philly, uh, I couldn't be. It couldn't be more sunny due to yep. circumstances. <laughs> I hear you. And also joining me. Fresh of chatting SmackDown, your Smack Daddies, Greg Feltham and Brad McKinnon. Gents, thanks for joining me. I call Batman if we're going to be part of the event, if we're the, the Justice League. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, gentlemen, good evening. Hope everyone is doing well and we all survived uh, this week that was in wrestling. Yeah. And well, well said. What a week it has been, honestly, like the highs and the lows, the goods and the bad. Like We've had it all this week, uh, but here we are chatting wrestling on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. So real quick, it happened last night. Let's get some thoughts. Dax, I'm going to skip over you because if you want to listen to Dax and my opinions on Royal Rumble, all you need to do is listen to the Royal Rumble after party on the network. Go to your favorite podcast catcher and search for Sunday night's main event or just go to SNMRadio.com and you'll find the show right there so let's get some opinions on last night's Royal rumble steve what did you think of the royal rumble loved it and i listen i haven't seen the royal rumble for a few years let me let, let, let me admit that i feel like i'm some kind of encounter group let me admit that i haven't seen uh, the royal rumble for a while and i loved it particularly the the nxt um people on there brom breaker um having a real effect and also but for, for me even better Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton. And I think I mentioned this um, it, it, before. Uh, I loved the holding on to the braid. Um, holding on to Bianca Perez's braid. That braid is so strong that you could winch up a grand piano from the ground floor <laughs> to the 10th floor. That It's incredible. And I, I thought they all had a really good showing. And that just shows how fantastic NXT is at the moment. Agreed. Brad, thoughts on the Royal Rumble last night? Her braid is really strong, but there's some weave that was not very strong. If you watch the replay on the women's match, there's hair all the way around the outside of the ring. It just cracked me up. I loved it. Tiffany Stratton is a standout for me as well. So my my wife and my son were watching. My wife does not like watch wrestling hardly ever. She was just there to be social because I had some friends over. And Tiffany Stratton was the standout performer among the casuals who mostly only watch PLEs and clips on the online. They thought she was incredible. Uh, there was some dull points in the men's rumble. I'm not going to lie. Like, it did make me dozy. I may have slept through maybe about, say, let's say 15 to 25. But uh, the ending was amazing because I could have seen them go either way. I love that. I mean, Greg, 
you and I were talking about this, and we both kind of figured Punk was a shoe in but yeah, Cody Rhodes, buddy. Yeah, uh, well, first, before I go to that, Brad, uh, I watched with my wife as well, and we watched that Women's Royal Rumble, and, and when it came to Tiffany Stratton, my wife looked at me and said, is she the new leader of the plastics for Mean Girls? <laughs> so um, I, it, it, it popped me really hard, so I, I had to put that out there, but that's 100% my wife's comment. Um, okay, uh, Rum Royal Rumble last night, yeah, I, I did not expect Cody to win. Uh, I was very happy that Bailey can finish her story, um, as I said on on the Friday Night SmackDown podcast. But the big point of, for me for the Rumble last night is our truth is amazing, and we need more our truth in our lives. And Brad, we've been saying it since Survivor Series, but our truth, man, oh man, I have not laughed so hard for the Women's Royal Rumble and into the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, amazing. Yeah, the bit. The fact that he came out number 24 in both Rumbles was amazing. So that continuity <laughs> was fantastic. And then him begging Dominic, Tom, and Nick for the tag was just comedic gold. You know, you guys talk, were talking about Roxanne Perez, Bianca Belair, um, Tiffany Stratton. My standout was someone who I never in a million years thought I would praise. And that is Jade Cargill. I thought that she looked like a bonafide star last year night all right so Agreed. it was already yeah definitely in the presser we already heard that cody rhodes is going to be challenging roman reigns where does this leave the rock we have yet to see that so what i want to talk about to you guys is you know after the week that was are you feeling hyped are you feeling excited for the road to wrestlemania and we're going to start with dax you know it's it's in my town uh, it's back. Hasn't been back since uh, WrestleMania 15, which I did attend uh, front row there. And I'm while I'm happy to be back finally, I'm still not there yet whether I want to invest in the money to get in there. And I was invited to be in box seats to this thing. I'm still trying to figure out, like, is this worth the investment? And I'm still going into trains with that. I'm not there yet, but I'm giving it a chance. I said this before I said it again, I will always give it a chance under the certain circumstances and I'm doing just that. But so far so good. We'll see the story goes and see what happens from there. But I love what's going to happen for the city during that time. It's, it's going to be hugely beneficial for the city. They're going to be everywhere. It's going to make a lot of money. I, I, you know, I am happy about that. So we'll see, we'll see how the road goes. Steve, are you excited for the road to WrestleMania? I actually am, and that's that's and that's unusual for me. And I think that because um, I'm quite jaded and cynical, being so elderly, and I think that um, that it, that's partially because of the of, of the week we've just had, and that's partially because of that. And I'm I'm wondering will they lean into this at all? Will they mention this at all? Will it change things at all? Uh, probably not. But I'm quite interested. I love it when. Um, when the backstage and and before the in front of the curtain melds, and that's going to really that's going to be interesting for the next few uh, few weeks. So yeah, I am quite hyped for it. I'll, I'll probably change my mind because I'll get tired probably tomorrow. <laughs> well, it's on the radio, it's on podcast form, so we can't change that opinion that you said this evening, <laughs> Brad. Do we need The Rock at WrestleMania to sell people on the show? Or is the roster strong enough to carry it for themselves? I think the roster is strong enough as it is. I mean, let's be honest. Whether it was because of 
stuff that happened this week. Brock Lesnar is, was not on the PLE last night, and I don't know if we're going to see him on the road to WrestleMania. So that is a, a question mark for me. And they don't need Brock. I don't think they need The Rock. I think they have the stars that are there. I was actually, as Steve was th- talking, I was thinking about NXT, Stand and Deliver. That's going to be an amazing show that we're going to have as a kind of appetizer for our WrestleMania nights. And there's enough storylines going on. Don't bring in part-timers where they're all gone afterwards. Play with the characters you have so that the Monday and the Friday following the PLEs, we have all the characters still in place. Greg, I don't want to see The Rock on Friday nights. Do you? I I, I don't expect us to. I think, honestly, I don't expect to see The Rock and uh, Roman uh, until they look at Saudi Arabia. I really think that's where that's going to end up happening um, because one more money attached to it uh, Two, uh, rock. Isn't going to be wrestling at four o'clock in the morning, like, um, you know, us time. So it, I think Australia is out. I don't think this needs to be done in the U S and I think that if I was a betting man, I'd be putting money on a, you know, may ish frame show in Saudi Arabia. Quite possibly, quite possibly. We also have Berlin. We also have uh, other shows. Hell, we even have Toronto with money in the bank, even though I don't really consider that international per se. Uh, Brad, you brought up Brock Lesnar not being at the Rumble because of the accusations that happened and him being named without being named in a sense. Uh, So, Dax, I want to ask you, you know, you've not watched WWE for your own personal reasons for about a decade you are somewhat you have one foot cautiously in the door as if it's some Indiana Jones trap or something but do you think that with Brock Lesnar's exclusion from last night's Royal Rumble this kind of signifies a change in direction of the company itself because you know in the past Brock Lesnar would have shown up and everyone would have acted like nothing has happened in the back all week that's the point. And that's the thing that I'm saying. Like, I've had conversations with people in regards to their actions towards the allegations and the accusations and the fact that they're moving so, you know, rapidly towards it. It tells it actually really does speak volumes, regardless of what people are denying, you know, of what's going on. If somebody's truly innocent, <laughs> they're not going to. Dude, they're not going to act the way they, they're not going to react to these things. They're just not. You're you're as somebody who honestly, for those who don't know, I was, you know, arrested and accused for a crime that I didn't commit. And guess what I did when I first did? I proved my innocence rapidly. Your natural instinct is that you're going to try to prove your innocence. So and as a company, they're going to do their due diligence to make sure Slim Jim is going to do their due diligence to make sure that everything is on the up and up before they make you know decisions. And the fact that they even made that decision, among other things, tells a lot. So, yeah, let's make let's make a change here. Let's go to that different direction. Let's see what's happening here. That's, you know, pretty much the right protocol to do. Brad, you are a father, famously so, as Brad the dad. How do you feel, you know, having young kids watching this product? Do you feel any different? Do you kind of want to shield them from watching it? Do you not want to allow them? Like, how do you come about this from a dad's perspective? It it was really hard to watch this, like, and not think about the stuff and the allegations. I mean, I yeah, I mean, for me, it's in my line of work. If you if you get an accusation, you you go on the bench, like until it's proven otherwise. And I think that's what they did with Brock. And I think that's what happened with Vince, whether we'll ever find out why or what. 
but I think it's for the best. I mean, part of this is the culture of the company that also needs to be called into question. How did this happen? Like, and it needs to be brought into the light. I mean, it's something that happens in many different aspects of life, but how, how did this happen? And how many people knew and why didn't anybody say anything? Right. And the, I mean, to think about this very matter of factly, if Vince pays that half a million dollar NDA, we're not talking about this. And that's more frightening to me yes. because it was not brought into the light. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed 100%. All right. Two more questions. And I just want one word or one name answers. We're going to start with question number one. Who? is going to face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. We'll do the round table. All I need is a name. Steve, we'll start with you. Skidder, the alligator man. <laughs> <laughs> if I only. How everyone Game tries over. to make me laugh at least once every show. Is that your final answer? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Dax, who is facing Seth Punk. Rollins at WrestleMania? I'm going with Punk. It makes more sense there. But, you know, I wouldn't put it past the other, the alligator man himself. I would I would honor this. <laughs> Greg, Father Feltham, who do you think? I, I Listen, I was going to go with our truth to try to, to pop you on that for us. But uh, Steve beat me to it. But... Uh, I, my my head says uh, says uh, says CM Punk. My heart says our truth. I want to see him have this big <laughs> WrestleMania moment. Um, but yeah, CM Punk. Brad, CM Punk. All right. And the last question, and it has to be asked: Will Cody finally finish his story, Steve? Yes or no? <laughs> no. Wow. Dax? For the sake of everything that's going on, they want a happy ending. I'm going to say Cody gets the title. We all want happy endings. Greg, how about you? Yes or no? <laughs> no chance in hell. <laughs> Brad, yes or no? <laughs> Affirmatively, yes. Has to end sometime. Yep. Here's the thing. I, I, Bailey Donnie. has a better chance of finishing her story than Cody Rhodes does. Bailey does, yeah, probably does. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. Donnie De Silva at the yeah. after party brought this up, and I have to agree with him here. And it's one of those things of if Cody loses back to back WrestleManias, you know, I always defend the burying of someone and say, no, that's not being buried. But if Cody loses a second straight WrestleMania main event, that to me is Baron Cody Rhodes. And there is no way for him to climb out of that. He might as well start wearing the Stardust costume after that because <laughs> it is over. The American Nightmare is done. All right. We're going to quickly make it start. Talk. We can start that thing at the, by default on in 2K. <laughs> Right, go. <laughs> we're gonna quickly talk some AEW. We are seeing Hangman Adam Page and Swerve Scott going up against Samoa Joe. Nothing has been made official, but do you foresee a triple threat in the future at Revolution, Dax? Yeah, I can see. I can easily see that, but I would prefer a you know one on one. I think the one on ones will always do it. I think. You know, we now know we're all educated to know that triple threats is usually, you know, smoke and mirrors to try to make sure that the other person doesn't look weak or whatever like that. But just make it a one on one, just make it captivating and, you know, make a story out of it. Brad, what if we what if we started the night with a, the one on one between Swerve and Hangman and 
yeah, I mean, that could be your way to get to that. You could start the PLE and then Joe still wins. Although there's no way they're not doing the triple threat. Sorry. It's just the way yeah, it is. Yeah, like It's yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> also, it does cover for the fact that Joe is still amazing, but in a long match, he does need some smoke and mirrors. So yeah, I think that would help Joe uh, a lot. Brad, I was going to ask you, we saw Hook just absolutely rise in terms of name value valiantly not going or not uh submitting against joe do you think that it was a mistake that he wasn't booked for a match this past wednesday on dynamite no because i think what they did was just as good because he beat people up and that's all you really he got he did the stone cold segment where he didn't have a match he just wiped out security and that prove to the tough guy thing it just in the long term they need something and he needs something other than his dad's old title to be dragging around yep yep that's uh that's kind of what i'm thinking there so we'll see what happens with hook dax last night we saw one of your most hated matches in terms of the way that the winner is determined and that is escape the cage you're old school you love seeing people get pinned inside of the cage what did you think of collisions match first of all in the way that you said it it doesn't sound right second i want to add <laughs> i want to add yeah i i'm not a, i've never been a big fan that was a wwe trope you know that in role set that I never understood it. Even when I was a kid, I'm like, why are they running away? This, this doesn't make sense. It's like, I can understand if somebody was to beat somebody so, you know, savagely that like they had to escape the cage. But even still, it's just the idea of that doesn't make sense. And this was supposed to be an elimination cage match. And they suddenly out of out of the blue just changed it, which boggled me. And, I, you know, I'm never happy with those matches. It just, it never works. It never makes sense. It always looks stupid. That's the unfortunate part right there. All right, gentlemen, thank you all for joining me. We're going to be taking a short break here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And on the other side of the break, it is going to be myself and Steve Swift one-on-one -on -one chatting all things NXT Vengeance Day as we preview the card that's happening in just one week tonight. So remember, we're going to be taking a short break and you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. Chat wrestling all week long by joining the Sunday Night's Main Event group on Facebook. Just search SNME Radio. Hello, special friends. You can catch Greg and Brad, your smack daddies, each weekend on the SNME Radio Network. We cover our lives, what's happening on the East Coast, and eventually cover SmackDown. Check us out each week at SundayNightsMainEvent.com. Please subscribe to get your Smack Daddies and the rest of the SNME Radio Network content directly to your podcatcher for less than a dollar a week. We the ones! This is Sunday Night's Main Event on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. And we are back here on Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And this is the final segment of the day. And, well, it is pay-per-view PLE season because in just seven days, one week from tonight, 
NXT is going to be presenting us their Vengeance Day pay-per-view. And boy, oh boy, what a pay-per-view it's going to be. And this is coming off the heels of an excellent representation of NXT in Royal Rumble. So I figured let's bring in our local NXT expert here on the network. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Swift from his Ramblin' Reviews. Steve, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon from here in, in good old Blighty. Pip, pip, ho, ho, et cetera, et cetera. I love it. All right. So first question, I'm, I have to talk about it. We Royal Rumble was last night. NXT had some excellent representation with Roxanne Perez, Braun Breaker, and others. So I have to ask you, what did you think of our lads and gals from NXT in the Royal Rumble? I thought that the Royal Rumble all round was fabulous. And I have to say that Bron Breaker, you'd expect him to, to have a good showing. You know, he's, he's one of those people where when certain people enter, there's a pause. And and then somebody on commentary will say, he's my pick to win the whole thing. If Bobby Heenan was still there, he'd be doing that with Bron Breaker. You know, because he's a big gentleman, had good elimination stats. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's the one to pick, I would say. Um, I was surprised with Roxanne Perez. Uh, and I was surprised with Tiffany Stratton and delighted to see them. And particularly, um, particularly Tiffany holding on to um, Bianca Belair's braid. I thought that was just fantastic um, and really, really well deserved for all three. Um, and I thought they gave a fantastic showing. It was good. I was rooting for the brand that I that I podcast about and um, and they great showing. Loved it. It was really well done. I love the fact that they made everyone look very strong, whether you were from TNA, NXT. If you are outside of Raw and SmackDown, I believe that they did a great job of making them look like stars and like they belonged. And that was true with Roxanne Perez, Braun Breaker, and Tiffany Stratton. They just felt like they could hang with them, similar to Trick Williams on SmackDown. Steve, I'm not sure if you saw Trick Williams showing up and saving the day and saving Carmelo Hayes from SmackDown, but that reaction was something. He's so over. The gentleman's so over. And to, and to have um, to have him on a show where Booker T is not doing the aha, uh -huh, yep. yeah, I like it. Yeah, but the thing is, Booker, it actually needs to synchronize with the beat if you could just do, no okay so I, i'm glad not to have that every time he's out on lxt i know he's massively over and i just want booker to be quiet for a bit but um at this moment you know he and and mellow as far as excitement goes have switched and that's really interesting in lxt it's so good the way they're playing that Yep, it is great to see NXT just being integrated into the main roster seamlessly as it should have been, you know, five, six, seven years ago. But we have Vengeance Day coming up February 4th. It's a PLE. It's on Peacock. It's on the network, depending on where you live. Let us go up and down the card and give us some thoughts. We're going to start with Tony D'Angelo, Stax, and Adriana Rizzo versus OTM and Jada Parker. Yeah, the thing is that I'm I'm not completely sold by OTM, and I don't think it's their fault. You know, I think it's the kind of we're from the streets. Well, what kind of streets? You know, OTM out the mud. What? what? And then last week, 
um, having them in some kind of bar, which which was, I mean, I may have I may have missed something, but the only reason why it was denoted as a bar is because they had a, a bookshelf with bottles on it. That's not, it's, not it's, it's just a set. So I'm, I don't, if you're looking for authenticity, then we haven't got that at all. And that was what, what we were supposed to expect when they, before they arrived. However, I think this match will be a lot of fun. You know, La Famiglia are an enormous amount of fun. Um, and, I know, and I think that what I've seen recently from OTM um, and from Scripps, um, certainly last week on NXT, uh, that cannonball over the top, extraordinary. So, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Not sold on, on, on OTM at all. But if they're just allowed to wrestle, then I think maybe we'll have a good match here. Yep, I think the issue with OTM, and you bring up authenticity, is the fact that a lot of fans remember Scripps as Reggie, as the sommelier to Carmella. So that, to me, is one of the major holding blocks of OTM. But it is what it is. We can only suspend belief for so long. Let's talk about the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. We have the incredibly hilarious, I never knew how much I loved this team until last week, Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin facing either the LWO or Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. So question number one, LWO or Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. And question number two, who is coming out as champions of the Dusty Rhodes Classic? I'll take question number one first and question number two second, if that's okay with you. Let's, let's, let's take question number one first, which is that I really hope it's the LWO because I just think it would provide – because you, you've got more of a power game, haven't you, with with um, with Braun Breaker and, and, and Baron Boredom, who I might not be able to call Baron Boredom anymore, more about in a minute. But I do think that they would provide more of a – uh, of a speed versus power game. And I think that that, and I want to see more of them. I just want to see more of them. There's more to do with Trick and Mellow. And maybe if they don't get through, then that will be, that will just add extra, extra uh, sauce to this particularly piquant dish that they've been creating recently. So LWO for me. Yep, I, that's who I'm thinking should win. But something tells me that Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin are going to be champions, just or at least winners of the cup, for the simple fact that they have been on such a hot streak over the past few weeks. Yes. This is a team that I would love to see on the main roster. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm surprised. I'm shocked because for weeks and weeks I've been talking about Braun, uh, and, um, Baron Boredom, should I say, going to lots and lots of different... It's as if he's saying, you know... Um, I'll just try out loads of loads of different people and surely one of them will take. Well, no, let's try somebody else next week. No, no, that didn't work either. He finally found somebody and I'm surprised it was Bron Breaker, but they are both having such a good time. It's lovely to see people um, enjoying their wrestling and they're, and they're, they're so funny off the mic on the mic as well. Love all that. So yes, I'm surprised and I'm not eating a large, um, a slice of humble pie yet if i was i'd probably have sweet chili sauce with it because i like that however i do think that i need to say that ba baron corbin and i'll call it that now is not boring me at the moment so they probably will win and it's probably the right the right result and i think if it if it is um lwl i think that'll be a fabulous match I agree 100%. It should be a great match regardless. We're going to jump to the NXT North American Championship match. We have your champ 
Obafemi facing someone who just can't buy a win unless it's a championship match, and that's Dragon Lee. Yeah, the thing about this is that it's been, I think they've really fumbled the ball with this because you've got um, Oberfemi and they've, as I said, they've hothoused him massively. Um, you know, they've really brought him along. They've, you know how you can force rhubarb? You know that kind of thing you get? You, you can you can, you can can get a polytunnel or a greenhouse and you can make your rhubarb, you can force it so that it, it grows quicker. And um, that's what they've done. I'm comparing Oberfemi to force rhubarb here. Um, I, I'm aware of that. But... I think they've really pushed him. And last week, the week before, we had a little bit of a heelish. I mean, I liked it. A bit of a heelish over Femi when he said, no, you can't have your um, you can't have your match. And last week, he said, well, yes, you can have the match. It's, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't work for me. That kind of, I've changed my mind. Upon due consideration, I think I've changed my mind. What I've done is I've cogitated over that. And I've got to be careful because you can go blind if you continue to cogitate for too long. However, I've, I've done that. I've thought on it. And given due consideration, you can have your match. I don't know what they're doing with him at the moment. So um, he's a big dude. And it will be a power versus speed match yet again. I suspect that, Fe that Oberfemi will destroy Dragon Lee, and I think that that will just underline the the way they really want to make something special out of him. They strapped a rocket pack to him even before he's had his rocket pack training. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But I think he will. I think he will destroy Dragon Lee. That's what I'm thinking. I think he was going to destroy him and send him pack into the main roster. You brought up forced rhubarb. Dax is going to appreciate this if he listens to this. You never touch another man's rhubarb. All right, we're going to jump you to the NXT Women's Championship match. Lyra Valkyria versus Roxanne Perez. Yes, I really like this. Um, they bought this on quite well, except the the wrestling tropes last week of, um, well, we're having a chat together. Well, we're, we're, some of the chat is getting a bit spicy. Now I'm standing up. Oh, we, we we might fight. Oh, no, someone's gone through the table. That's, I mean, it's almost as if it's a wink-wink situation with that. We don't need that because this, this match is spicy enough. I think they can both go. I think that um, they both have a similar kind of approach not similar style but a similar approach and i think this could be a knockdown drag out affair with i mean at a very high pace i'm looking forward to this very much i don't think roxanne perez wins um i think that, that lyra valkyria is going to have quite a long time as champion and actually i was a bit not concerned but i thought i'm not quite sure we should be putting the title on her but she's really settled into it early on and um she gives the title some gravitas, which I really like. So, yeah, I think that she will win. I think that it will be a, it could be the match of the night, this, you know, could easily be. Because um, they can, as I said, they can both really go in the ring. And I am looking forward to this one more than any other match on the card, I think. Agreed, agreed. I think the this match, the women's title match, is going to steal the show. But just behind it is going to be the NXT Championship match. Your champion, Ilya Dragunov, versus future World Heavyweight Champion, <laughs> Trick Williams. Yeah, but not at this event, I no. don't think. Future champion, but definitely not at this event. You can't put the title on Ilya Dragunov, uh, that fantastic character who is doing... 
the thing about about Ilya is it just appears to me that he's what he's not doing is saying to any writers what have you got for me he's just going out and doing his thing and writers and others will be saying that's great what you're doing he's kind of doing a paranoid champion which is great he's you know he's beat red face as i said you could you could um you could fry steaks on it last week all that anger he's got and all the feeling of it's almost as if when you're the champion, everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody wants to to to, to try and get a chance to to get to, to get that belt shot. And the pressure that he's under, I think that's a, that's a bubbling under feel. And I think that that will that will really come to the the surface in the next few weeks. At least I hope. But he won't lose it at this fight. I think that it will be lost by some nefarious means and i think we all know who i'm thinking of here i mean let's put it this way abe knuckleball schwartz is not coming in so i think it's probably and i know i keep mentioning it but i love him um i think i think it, it'll be mellow and i think that there'll be some issue around and we still might have the but i was trying to help you i know i broke your leg but i was just trying to help you you know you know i know i whacked you on the head with a cookie sheet but i was just trying to help to beat some sense into you that sort of thing so i think that's what's going to happen just to save tricks um blushes um but you can't take the belt off Ilya. it's going to be a great match because a, a match with Ilya can be nothing but great and um I'm looking forward to this one too, but looking forward to seeing what Ilya does in the coming months with this belt. He should have this for a good year or so, surely. I think that he is going to be a long-term champion as Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes, as Roxanne Perez and Dragon Lee move up to the main roster. You kind of need that foundation, and that foundation, I think, is Ilya Dragunov, Lyra Valkyria, Obafemi. I think that's really what they're sticking with in NXT at this juncture and i'm really thinking that at stand and deliver we're going to be seeing Ilya dragunov versus trick williams versus carmelo hayes with Ilya dragunov standing tall sending trick williams and carmelo hayes to raw or smackdown but we will see all of that in the next upcoming months but just as we've always said here on sunday night's main event do not sleep on nxt it is consistently some of the best wrestling tv that you're going to be watching week in and week out steve thank you so much for joining me thank you so much you're right about nxt it's a joy and um and you know and i hope i convey that in my podcast so it's um yeah it's it's great fun to watch and they really are doing fantastic work i just wonder where sean michaels is that's all i think he might be stuck in his office and i'm concerned that he might be he might be stuck under the desk or something and they need to find him because we haven't seen him in weeks um but i did like seeing mr regal there very nice and all the stuff that's going on week on week some of it i i think is a bit is a, a bit hokey but then an enormous amount of it is blooming great and the wrestling is too and if anybody wants to have a look at that uh, semi-final match nathan, nathan fraser and axiom um, versus brom breaker and baron corbin have a look at that match it is something extraordinary and this is what nxt does week in and week out 
Agreed. That honestly, to me, is the match of the week. And we saw some great wrestling in AEW and at Royal Rumble on SmackDown. But I still think the match of the week came from NXT. Steve, thank you so much. It is that time of the week where we have been chatting wrestling for an hour. So we have to bid farewell. And thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in here on TSN Radio and the iHeartRadio News Talk Networks. And you've been listening to Sunday night's main event powered by Podstars.net. That's Podstars.net where you you can book guests of many fields to your podcast for free. You have the extensive catalog. All you need to do is sign up and book them. And that is how you can get your podcast leveled up like NXT. All you need to do is go to podstars.net. That's podstars with a Z or a Z, depending on where you live. And just remember, in the upcoming days, we are going to have the relaunch Patreon. And to be part of the family, all you need to do is go to patreon.com slash SNME radio and just remember we have the facebook group where you can be part of lively discussions each and every single day all you need to do for that is go to facebook and search for snme radio and if you're listening to us on the radio join us on the podcast feed because you get shows each and every single day talking about wrestling talking about tna aew wwe new japan pro wrestling and so much more and for that go to your favorite podcast app or catcher and search for sunday night's main event thank you so much for listening on and on behalf of the entire SME crew thank you but more importantly stay tranquilo Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.